This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Nothing like starting your Wednesday morning with a little bit of drum and bass. Gotta love the the, the way <laughs> it starts us out. Welcome to Divots and Pivots, episode 13, off the heels of the Masters. The greatest success here on the Divots and Pivot shows. If you uh, Divots and Pivot show, if you listened in to us, I hope you made some money. If you did, comment, send us a message on, on Twitter at Divots and Pivots at Real Mr. Mallard. At this buds for you, you can see our Twitter hand, Twitter handles right below our name, our faces here. We'd love to hear how you did because I know it worked out well for us. Took down a tournament myself, Bud, How did the Masters treat you? Shitty. You're such a good team player, though, and I appreciate that you um, you're saying us because I got hammered. I got smoked. I know we're gonna get into our bet that I owe you, and uh, a, a you know a Copeland always pays his bets. But uh, yeah, I peaked too early, man. I, I, you know, once again, being that guy from the other league, I was, I was back to back in that and I was hitting them hard. I was taking the information from here and just making my picks through the Bovada tiers and killing it. And then I tried to get fancy and much like Brooks and Bryson and some other guys, Augusta National said, no soup for you. Come back one year. I got hammered but you my friend kudos to you hats off i hope some folks do chime in and uh give us a shout we'd love to hear we'd love to hear how you did um i know andrew was just uh, uh, flexing his point total for lack of a better phrase uh as we got on because he had some fun um but yeah no i'm excited 
I wish I could say I'm excited for the RBGCTQLMNLOP heritage, <laughs> uh, the Harbor Lakes. When I was a kid, it was big, man. I mean, yeah, Hilton Head, it, used to be Hilton South, it used to be a little bit different. I feel like yeah. Davis Love the Third, especially being from that area, um, there was kind of that synonymous feel. And so I don't know what it is, but I think maybe we just get so – it was so big this week. I mean, we're going to get into it in a little bit, but I mean, it was it was quite frankly the biggest – it was the biggest week for ESPN golf coverage anyways at the masters. Yeah. Um, the needle returned and, uh, and the needle didn't disappoint, but yeah, hats off to you. And I know we want to get into it a little bit. So, um, how I said, I said shitty and I don't need to go any deeper than that. <laughs> I think going into the weekend, going into the weekend, my, uh, my hopes were hanging on Tony Fino when he showed up in that sweater, that's when, uh, yeah, that's when, what was up with that? <laughs> I actually want it. I really do. I want one. I love that outfit. I, I, um, it reminded I'm, me of when like the Steelers come out in those, like the black and yellow bumblebee uniforms. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> See, I want it. Cause I'm a big fan of the night, like the Nike skate gear line. I just like that look sure. because nothing says skate like a 40 year old dad with a, you know, who's balding, but I like that look. And I don't, I would, I would, I would go, I would wrap that shirt and that hat any day. I don't like it at Augusta. I I didn't like it at Augusta. I'm not a, I'm not a purist. Um, I am a traditionalist. And I think that the, that uh, you, you, uh, you dress for the occasion and he was dressed for the waste management or the CJ out in Vegas, um, or maybe even something something down at Liberty National because it's close enough to New York City and you get the urban vibe. I think it was a swing and a miss for Augusta National. Somebody found it online that I guess that same sweater was on the clearance rack and put <laughs> Nike on blast. So good, you know, good shouts to whoever whoever put the the check in its place. But um, yeah, shitty week. So tell me more. How, how did it how did it feel where you were sitting and how did it feel to watch that Millie Maker clock run? Uh, I just kept checking it every day. So I, just to be clear, now you th- I did not take down the Millie Maker, so don't come chasing after me. <laughs> I know, that was, that was a pot it was not a, it, was a, it was a private contest about 200 or so people put on by uh, Fantasy Golf, the, the Fantasy Golf podcast. We've had uh, we had uh, Chad Eckert on I'm here giving him a hard time because the Millie yeah. Maker would have made him some money, and he knows well, that. But that's either well, here yeah, or and that's, what, and that's... what made me so mad is I tried to ent- – I told you. I've told a bunch of people. I tried to enter the Millie Maker, but for some reason, this was the week that DraftKings decided that I needed to update – my license picture in my account, but it restricted my access. So I couldn't come Wednesday when I'm trying to enter the Millie maker. It wouldn't let me enter. And I said, ah, whatever. I'll just save my, my, you know, couple entries, 30, 45 bucks, whatever. And uh, save it for another week. And what do you know? It's one of my best golf weeks on DraftKings ever. And who knows what could have been, but neither here or there. I still love how the week went for me. And yeah, you said it, it's kind of the need. You said it, the needle goes back down. To, to reality here on the heels of the masters it, it, it's so tough and we're, we're reminded now of just we're on a bit of a hangover that's what this week feels like it feels like a bit of a hangover um we'll see who shows up there's some guys who play in the masters uh, joining us this week at the the rbc heritage at harbor town links uh but it doesn't obviously the mass nothing compares to the masters and like you said they carry the masters felt like it carried a different weight this year um one to have the crowds back made a huge difference uh, the weather being completely different day to day, you know, the, each day that was different fun. The, the progression and, was the progression of weather was dope. That was, yeah. that was kind and of fun to, to watch. Perf- it was really cool to hear Tiger in between rounds predict the next day too. So I got 
and then to have perfect weather on championship Sunday was just like, it was perfect. You know, we had a day of rain, we had a day of wind. It, it, was, it just lined up perfectly. It created tough environments, you know, not so much with Scotty Scheffler, who just ended up running with it at the end of round two. But, um, you know, we at least had a little bit of parity going into the final day there. Unfortunately, you know, well, not unfortunately for Scotty. Congratulations to the world's number one for Jeez. for crushing it. But, Scotty you know, I was looking forward know. to a bit of a – so were you disappointed that it wasn't like a closer finish? Like, did you – like, uh, I think we all look forward to that that championship Sunday just finish where it's down to the wire and it's competitive. Until he – until he teed off successfully on 17 and didn't end up in the trees because yep. five shots going into 18. He could have been – he could have taken – he could have taken one or two OB – yeah. Uh, off 18, which I don't even think is possible, but he could have and still ended up getting it together and, and having a chance. But er, and earlier than that, you know, a water ball on, I mean, he, he, he had to get through, you know, amen corner and then into 15, 16, both water plays. Um, and up ahead, all of a sudden you start hearing those roars come down from the, the more McElroy finish. And you look up and you realize, Holy shit, this guy's posted seven under eight under, I think he posted seven. Yeah. Um, and you're thinking to yourself, like, could it be? Or I think I don't know if he posted seven or eight. Somebody, somebody, fact check me on this. But he did. He but, did his best to make it something. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I think it was seven. But anyways, so until he was on seventeen fairway ish, uh, that's when I was. I, I kind of checked out because yeah. Augusta's done it before. I had somebody. I had a friend of mine text me, and they were like, "Well, this is over. This is you know." Even it was right after Rory holed out, and they were like, "Still, like nothing's gonna happen." And I, I thought to myself, like, "Never say never." And yeah. that's when it happened, right? And I love that Scheffler afterwards said. I did not break concentration. I didn't allow myself to break concentration. I'm speaking in air quotes. I, I was not obviously there. No, but Scotty Scheffler said he didn't break concentration until he got on to the 18th green or as he was approaching it, just to allow himself to kind of enjoy it. He yeah, said, no, yeah. he said, his, he said in his thank yous to his caddy, Ted Scott, I just kind of blindly followed you around all day. You know, I was in my, in my zone club yep. yardage shot, go, Wash, rinse, repeat, and then when he looked up, you saw it. He four putted, and that's I mean, when he four putted exactly. <laughs> I I like Max Homa though. Max Homa's like, dude, you could have six putted and still won, so why not just six putt? Like, <laughs> just that's, Max Homa. that's why I love Max Homa. You know, he just he placates to the to the fans. He's the pip leader the, in the he's the yeah. pip leader in the high, in the clubhouse right now. He likes Let's he likes to enter entertain with golf, and that, and that's what I enjoy about Max Homa. So he will always be a favorite. So I'm glad you brought that up because to say just go ahead and six foot that's just that's the jarring between the players that often doesn't get out to the public that they just say to each other on the course or in a practice round or something and they, they joke around with each other so it's nice to hear it publicized sometimes because it makes it more relatable to all of us because that's what we all do on the golf course oh god speaking of the 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 earlier in the week you were talking about being relatable or whatever or whatever no <laughs> you're talking about being relatable yeah, in, in 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 people that you like out on the golf course and the jarring the the jabbing that goes back and forth Freddie couples showed up to the masters. He says he was going to show up just for the champions dinner. And he played a practice round with Justin Thomas and tiger. Yeah. And at that point, tiger was still a game time decision. I know people like to say, yeah, right. He was going to drag it out. He was like, no, I mean, like I would, I wouldn't have been shocked if tiger withdrew after the first round or the second round or the third round yeah. saying like, I can do this for another 10, 15 years, as long as I don't push myself too far when I know I shouldn't. But obviously he knew what he was doing. He finished four rounds and we were all happy to see it. But there was a moment in there where Freddie was talking about how he wasn't planning on playing. 
this mm-hmm. year. You know, he's got some back issues and whatnot. But being out there with Tiger, who they've played dozens and dozens of practice oh, yeah. rounds together, I don't know how they how they won that kind of friend lottery. And JT is kind of the next wave, that next evolution. Yep. He's the next kind of the third musketeer. I hope he gets a green jacket soon. Um, nice it was see. it was their banter, their back and forth as Tiger's sitting there piping it, and Freddie's doing this, and he was getting chirped that got him to say, "All right, I'm in." Because at Augusta, there is no Friday five p.m. cutoff. It's yeah, whenever the you know whenever the committee or the chair, chairman says it. So. Um, I mean, as we're showing right now, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to come down, down off a week like that. ESPN, I saw had it's, it's like tw- I mean, 20 some odd million viewers. It was the largest golf viewing audience they've ever had. Um, yeah. And I saw a great side by side shot of 12, the tee shot of 12 with Tiger teeing off in 2020 and nobody around it. And then him yeah. this year and it's wild. That was nuts. And so for all yeah, we know it, that could have been the practice round from what we saw on Wednesday. So. <laughs> The Monday practice round. I got a. Wow. I got a. Oh, I got a buddy who uh, he. Uh, I got to see if he can maybe join us for a couple minutes. Tell us about it sometime. Um, he was there Monday. He was like, okay. he, he, yeah, and it was it was a big deal. It was a last minute decision. It was a good family friend of ours. I was talking to his dad over the weekend. He's like, yes, you know, case was there. So I remember I was from, from Tallahassee. Yeah, um, not, not so I got a, when Bud does it. <laughs> I, it's not offensive when anybody does it. I mean, Larry the cable guy doesn't even have an accent. I was today old when I found that out that on TikTok. That, that does get you when Man, you find that out. Back to you in the studio. What's next? Well, no, you made some good points there, though because one so. With both Tiger playing all four rounds, you definitely did start to get, you know, get the sense through the second and the third round that no, not surprisingly, it seemed to be going slightly slowly downhill for him, which he, he, look, I don't think any of us expected him to be in the hunt after the first round. So the fact that we got that on day one with a one under being what three or four shots off the lead at that point um, was fantastic, though. I was above expectations, but I was not shocked whatsoever when he posted some higher scores in the next two rounds. And then halfway through the fourth round to see him very noticeably limping, not shocked at all. Um, I hope he didn't push himself too much. I hope we get to see him again sometime this year, but, uh, and I'm sure we will, but, but that, you know, yeah. So I've lost my train of thought now. No, hundred percent. We were talking about tiger moving the needle being back and, uh, but just real quick, hundred percent. You'll we'll see him. He said he's going to be at the open. He said uh, St. Andrews is his favorite course, which I didn't know that. Yeah. I was, you know, when St. Andrews is his favorite course, he'll be there. He's not sure about Southern Hills. He has one. That's where the PGA is in May. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he won a PGA there, so people are saying, you know, why not? We'd love to see him again. But uh, he's going to listen to his body and 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 do what it says. He also made something like 17 or 22 bogeys this week, something astronomical that he would yeah. never make in a normal. He was knocking the rust off. You're right. The expectations were to get out there and making the cut was, you know, whipped cream on top and then playing all four days and actually holding it together was, yeah. was the cherry. You know, it's a respectable finish. Well, well the key too, you, you look at the guys those, he beat. Well, yeah. And you said you, the key there is you said all those bogeys they hit. What was nice is that even when you saw him make a, a bad shot, he was kind of smiling and laughing it off. Like there was, there was a sense of, I won't say joy because he obviously doesn't enjoy making a bad shot, but there was, there was a sense of just kind of enjoying the moment of what he was doing with, with, you know, understanding the expectations on Sunday, on himself yeah. instead of, instead of in the past years where we would see him kind of get mad and start, you know, cursing out himself. Like he wouldn't curse anybody else out, but you, you would see him visibly start to get a little uh, mad with himself. And he, that, that tiger, he, that he went away. Just, that went away, though. Like he was, he you would see him smile and laugh off a bad shot. Like, can you believe I just did that? And that was nice to see because that's the, I think that's the tiger that we need to. That's good for the sport at this point of his career. 
Well, it takes some time to knock the rust off. I know yeah. I went out today, played 36, humble brag, um, knocked the rust off. It was, uh, it felt good. Got some new sticks, got some tournaments yeah, on, much the, rust, on the docket. What are the scores you hit? Tell, share the scores. Uh, rust my ass. <laughs> 74-72, and I yeah. think the 74 was suspect. I think I forgot to enter a couple of scores correctly. Put, but Put don't those scores together, you Here. get my, my round of 18 right there. So, <laughs> Well, and here's the funny thing, though. Um I, I using kind of the tiger analogy, listen, 36 holes. Nobody else was really out there today because the weather yeah. was kind of chilly and overcast. So I was able to get around pretty easily by myself in a cart. Um, that was hit and giggle golf that, I mean, yeah. and yes, I am one of those people. I will putt out. I don't like to take second shots. I'll hit a second ball and then go pick it up. You know, that kind yeah. of thing kind of like, but uh, I keep one ball, one score, but today was all about getting out there and just testing out some new clubs and trying some things. And it felt really good. I tried some new mental approaches and I didn't do anything physically different because I haven't really done anything physically different with my swing and God knows how long. Sure. Um, it was all a lot of mental approaches, uh, mental changes, and it made the difference. That said, 74-72 is lovely. It's wonderful. I'll take that all day. Um, I wasn't playing against anybody. There was nothing. There was yeah. there's really no pressure, you know. It was, but I knew that going in, and I tried to actively keep myself engaged as to not let it run off the the rails. And I feel like I did a good job. So yeah, well, I, I will keep you posted because everybody's gonna want to know how I do over throughout the summer. Well, and with golf, it's not even really about playing who you're playing against. You're always just playing that scoreboard. That's always. your that's your only. It's doesn't matter who's on that scoreboard. You're always just watching the other scores on that scoreboard. And that's, so that's more, that's why it's such more of a mental game in you. It, it doesn't matter who's posting the other scores. You got to just control your own thoughts to, to not let it affect you. And yeah, I'm sure yeah, that takes I'm, some practice and takes some warming up, just like your physical attributes. You got to warm up your mental, your mental game oh, for the for golf sure. season as well. That's, and that, that's kind of what it was. So you have to play little mental games with yourself. Um, you know, there's, there's apps you can download. I, you know, um, and I downloaded one and things, little things, setting little mini goals, like, all right, try to hit five fairways un- and have mm-hmm. less than 30 putts, that kind of shit. Sure. Get up and down three t- and, you know, just setting rewards then, man. Maybe, maybe I do go get a cheeseburger on the way home. Don't tell my wife <laughs> jokes. Um, but, uh, or just, you know, checking off a list. So being able to get out there and hit, hit it was, was good. So stay tuned for more. Um, and meanwhile, I got out there and I'm still feeling the pain because my body and muscles are not used to swinging the golf club since last year. So <laughs> I, well, shows listen, me I'll, I'll I need to stretch because I'm a little younger twi- than you. <laughs> check my well, no, check my Twitter feed tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how I'm actually feeling. I, I, you know, I'm still on a high from shooting a couple of good scores because I know sure. I like to gloss over it and try to be humble about it. But no, it's pretty decent outing for first yeah. first couple rounds out the gates. Um, outdoors we were, i've been in a simulator a couple times and i've got a mevo plus that i'll i'll use in the backyard i'm one of those people nice. um uh, it's 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 addicting you get the little I'm ipad sure out is. there and you play games uh you're gonna come down we're gonna do a show from my backyard we're gonna we'll do divots that. and pivot we're gonna do divots and pivots live from the backyard and then we're gonna fix your backyard and then we're gonna from fix all my the, from all the divots i make <laughs> That's true. But no, but it's good. And the the goal is this, you know, but but here is 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 entering some local tournaments this summer. So the goal is that we might be able to try to get out there and follow him around to give you an insider's peek on what it does look like, kind of from the amateur golf circle perspective. Um, out it's there, so we'll, we'll, no promises. We're gonna try. I don't know what type of limitations the, they'll hit us with, but we'll, we're gonna give it a, a go and see if we can make it happen, or at least just go out there and follow Bud around and, and annoy the hell out of him. Maybe give him some heckles. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, caddies are allowed, so uh, you, we could always toss well, you. We could always, we could always toss you. your caddy. 
Well, and I we would get a push cart. I wouldn't have you carrying my bag. I would just have you pushing the because I there, you'll see carry it, a mic. It, yeah, it, it yeah just it, it blew me away. One of the first times I saw somebody had a caddy pushing their push bag, and I thought to myself, <laughs> really. And then I remembered caddies are there for more than just schlepping the clubs. Yeah. Um, I I would I would I would nix that if I was the tournament director. I'd say if you have a human next to you, they carry the bag. Otherwise, you may push your own push cart. Yes, uh, I sir. would I would agree with you on that. It does seem a little weird to have a caddy and a, a push cart. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, so the Masters success. We'll see how the RBC Heritage shows up. Um, uh, all right, let's it, look, talk about it. It's got sorry, it's little, got a lot of big <sighs> names. It's got a lot of names there, but I think I they're going to face. That, yeah they're going to face the same thing that we're facing, which is a master's hangover, which yeah. um, well, why don't we go through, why don't we go through our kind of stats du jour? Cause I don't know the French word for of the week. And so I'm going to use of the day. Why don't you tell me, why don't you hit us with your, your key, your key stats or your key areas. I'll hit you with mine mm-hmm. and then we can start picking this thing apart. Yeah. So, so the key stats I'm looking at is, um, a stroke scan approach. Look, stroke scan approach is important just about in every tournament, so it's always going to make an appearance in my stats. Uh, so stroke scan approach is always is there. I'm also looking at fairways gained. Uh, I want some guys who are going to, especially coming off the Masters a, a week there where there could be some, uh, like we're saying, some hangover where it, this tournament could get away from some of these guys pretty quick. I'm looking at guys who are going to consistently put it in the fairway because um, if some of these guys who did play last week are kind of spraying the ball all over the place, then there's going to be some opportunities that might not always be there for the guys that find the fairway. So I'm looking at fairways gained. Um, and then kind of an oddball one out there this week is going to be strokes gained total specifically on Pete Dye courses. Cause Harbor links is more of a unique course in the in specific uh, way that Pete Dye des- designed it. So, which is a shame that look, we get a Pete Dye course and it's, it's kind of an off week, which is why I liked the way that this tournament used to fall in the past, because there's, there's few designers out there. You know, you got your Pete Dye, your, your Jack Nicholas courses that are very specifically um, designed for specific challenges and Pete Dye courses that are always entertaining. So uh, I got that in there and then I got strokes gained short game on Bermuda grass and greens and regulations. So those are my key stats, but I know you have a couple more that we're going to, we added into the mix here. If you want to give us those real fast. I do. I do. I'm just going to say ditto. I'm not going to fight you on any of yours because <laughs> um, mostly I just don't like to fight with you. No, but uh, <laughs> we're back at a Pete Dye course. I have a, I have a soft spot for Pete Dye in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing goes back to my childhood. I mean, back when it was just got, what was this? The Sea Pines heritage back in the eighties and then the MCI heritage. So this is a, the, it used to be, I think a little more illustrious. I've been to, to Hilton Head a few times actually personally. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty dope spot to be. But on top of everything that you said, we are talking about a Pete Dye course, which means ball strikers course. You got to be able to hit the ball accurately, no matter where that is, tee to green. But specifically, uh, I'm looking at these long par threes. And so we're talking about strokes gained, par three, uh, or par three efficiency, strokes gained, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and specifically the yardage, 175 to 200. Everything's 190 plus here. So, I mean, even, even that. So we got that, strokes gained approach, and strokes gained putting. Um, I know, I know short game and up and down scrambling is going to be big, but I honestly think, I honestly think it's just straight up throwing darts. If you're throwing some, somebody out here, these guys are so freaking good yep. that somebody's going to be throwing enough darts to, to, to just say, I'm, I'm going to be putting, it's going to turn into a putting contest. Um, but yeah, strokes gain par three long ones. 
and strokes gained putting. Those are really the two. If you had to put approach in there, you can, but I like to defer to you on the rest of those. Actually, last but certainly not least. Certainly not least, and actually first, mostly in my book. So we got long par threes putting, and yep. you know where I'm going with this. So where you always go, so hit us stroke, with it. Strokes gained, <laughs> strokes gained home life. Shouts to the other guys there who came up is. with that, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> it's a, it's post-masters, it's hangover. So I, I don't think... I mean, yeah, they're professionals and they always want to win. They always want to win. But guys like Justin Thomas or DJ or even Colin Morikawa, who who had that finish that he did, who are kind of going, I left it out there. I I could see them kind of taking a mental week off, and I could see the winner coming out somewhere further down. Now, you're going to tell me it's not always about the winning. You know, we want six guys to make the cut. And I do agree. You're right. <laughs> but I also think that's where those guys up top could literally – and figuratively O2 barbecue and have a couple days off in Hilton Head with their families. So just for, just for the hell of it here, I just because of the points you made, I, I quickly took out um, uh, my greens and regulations gained and my uh, strokes game, short game. Strokes? Yes. Sorry, yeah, that's a point. tough one. Strokes game, short strokes game. Strokes game, short game. <laughs> um, unique New York. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to take those out really fast and right. load up the model here because – I'm curious to see if it changes much. Um, and it, so the final rankings doesn't really sure. Some guys get shuffled around a little bit, but for the most part, the guys that were at the top with including all the stats that are still there. Um, so yeah, not much really changes once you factor out those. So I'm going to load it back up the way we had it before knowing that. So I think what I'm trying to say is I think either way we're on the same page. We, we I think we are on the same page. Stats, and, whether it's your two stats or my extra two stats, including them doesn't really it, change anything except slightly the order. No, it doesn't. And I really need to simplify it even one more step. And I apologize for this, but yeah, I'm, I'm holding, holding on to my long par threes. I definitely think that's yes. a, that's an important factor here. 190 plus is no joke. Um, if you can't handle your long irons, then I mean, those turn into de facto you know, up and down scramble holes for you yeah. all week. And that's, that's no way to live George. Um, yeah. But so we got the long par threes and the putting, but really it's just ball striking because I can't mm-hmm. and, and, and not, I can't pussyfoot around and say, well, it's approach or it's this. I'm not smart enough for that. It's a Pete die ball. It's a T, Pete die course. So it's a ball strikers course. And I yep. think that's the thing. It's the ball strikers and the putting. If you're a ball striker and you can putt. And I love that. If anybody was watching that on Tiki live, that's a good visual right there. So <laughs> just a little, yeah, somebody <laughs> this a little wiggle on the wrist. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, um, if you can, if you, if you're a ball striker and you can roll it, you can do well this week. And that's where I think it, it comes into uh, the headspace. So you're going to see. So let's, let's do that then. Let's, you know, I'm going to pull an audible here. We're going to, we're going to adjust as we talk here in the fly. Cause why not? That's what we sure. do. So I'm going to take out the strokes gain short game, just partly because I don't want to say it anymore. Um, <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in strokes gain ball striking instead. And. Let's see uh, if that really changes things up a bit. I'm 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 also reverse engineering. I'm working from backwards. I have a theory that I just keep rearranging these stats until it until it meets it and it's starting to work. <laughs> Let's see. I want to make sure I got all my values locked the right way. Make sure they're somewhat evenly spaced out. Sure, we'll call that right there. And though, once again, what, if you obviously you can't see what I'm doing here, everyone, but what I'm doing is I'm working on the fantasynational.com. Uh, Shouts, Fantasy National. Shout out for sure. They got a fantastic tool called the Mixed Condition Custom Model where you can uh, add in very specific columns of stats to uh, basically give you 
like an aggregate um, average outranking for everybody's uh, in the fields ranking in each of those stats. And what you can also adjust the percentage of the weight on each of those. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm going to load up the model now. And so we've uh, replaced strokes gain, short game with aggregate average. No, with uh, ball striking. No, I'm joking. I'm talking <laughs> oh, okay. about I'm talking about in the the the, the word salad, not word salad, mushmouth. <laughs> that's what it was. Okay, mushmouth. Yes, uh, yeah. But so once again, look, it's, uh, a lot, I'm just gonna move past mushmouth. <laughs> sure, everything's OBKB. Sorry. Once again, changing that up though. So the the, the guys that were there are still kind of there. Like I said, it's All slightly right. okay. uh, slightly All different right. order, but so we're on the right track. We got the Perfect. kind of the same like top twenty guys for the most part in here. You, um, you're picking up what I'm putting down. So yeah, yeah. Let's, so we're on track. It was a good experiment to because this is what you got. You just got to try out different stats and see. And if you start to notice. When you change one set and all of a sudden some guy jumps up from like 50 to like top 10 or top five, if you're noticing that in your research, then that's something you got to look into a little bit more because there's a reason why that's happening. Is that an anomaly that you should ignore? Is that something that, hey, maybe I've caught on to something that is a little bit abnormal yeah. here that I can take advantage of? Well, you uh, yeah, do your research. I, I think, I think, I think you gambling degenerates would, uh, would call that <laughs> would, if you're on a heater, if you're on a run, if you've got something that's working. Yeah. lean into it you know i mean exactly. especially especially if the formula keeps keeps pumping out the right answers you're good cooking uh why not this is definitely not an actual <laughs> scientific process not at, at all. all otherwise somebody would have decoded it and but the human element is always what keeps it interesting so yeah so knowing everything that i just said i 10k and above anybody up there that you're touching this week so let me reshift this so uh the the short answer is um no oh sorry no i am touching cameron smith just because i'm surprisingly looking at getting him at 10 percent ownership um which just seems too good to be true with how he's playing uh so and in this type of field at 10 8 sure it's a high price but if i'm going to get him at 10 percent ownership and with how well he's playing he has a legitimate shot at winning this i know he's coming off of um a chance at at the masters this past week but um, he just seems like he's on one right now to where it's almost like the hangover is not going to apply to him. And he's one of those guys where I'm, I'm going to kind of play him until he proves me wrong because he, he's just too hot right now. So Cameron Smith is the only guy over 10,000 that I am playing. Um, and like, like I said, if he was anything over like 13, 14% projected ownership, I'd probably stay away from him because then I think that's only going to go even higher because he is so popular right now. But Cam Smith, I'm playing. Uh, everyone else up there, though, is uh, either – too spotty right now on this course with these stats or too highly owned for me. So uh, he's definitely the only one above 10 K, but I am going to go back to the, to the well with Corey Connors here from our bet this past week. He is going to be the oh, highest off Barb. He is going to be wins. the highest owned person in my lineup this week at 14 and a half percent or more. Um, but he's only 9,700. He's a great place to start your lineup if you want uh, to start there. Cause he's just playing well right now. And he has a good history here. I want to bring up his history real fast. Um, yeah, he finished fourth here last year, 21st the year before that. So he's got a good history here. He's in good form right now. Um, and coming in at, you know, if he's going to be my highest owned guy at only 14%, I can live with that at that price. Yeah, I'm going to fade Corey Connors again hard. Um, <laughs> worked for me last week. Did it? Uh, no, you know, for the re- <laughs> no, for the reason that you said, he, yeah. um, which by the way, yeah, the Bud Heavy is in route. 
I assume I, I I assume you'll have one waiting for us next week on the show. Oh. But uh, no, because because I honestly think he might win this week. I think I said this before. He's the he played so well last week. He played so well the week before, and he's not one of the. I don't think he's. They can they can admit they they can deny it if they want to. There are guys who take the Brooks approach. At least Brooks admits it. If it's not a major, I'm not showing up mentally like like I would for a major. Yeah. And I think Corey Connors is on the other side of the grind versus greatness kind of debate. He's a grinder and he's a great grinder, but he's yep. not he's not at that greatness tier. So this is this is a good week for him. He's peaking right now. I think he's going to probably win and he's probably going to get you a ton of DK points because he's got a great swing and a great ball striker. But I just think he's too chalky. Um and, and I think there's a bunch of guys around him that 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 could do well. Russell Henley's one of them just because he's a Georgia guy. I mean, I know, I know we're talking and you look at him up there, mm-hmm. he's ball striker. He's taught he's six ball striking, second in approach, third in DK points, and he's a Georgia guy. And I I mean that as in University of Georgia and, and I he's think he's higher. In- and he's coming in more chalky than Corey Connors, just saying. But he's <laughs> but but that's just it though. I'll eat that chalk because I think he'll actually deliver more. This is like a, this is a homecoming for him. That's about as high and as chalky as I'm going to go. The rest, I'm going to be one of those dark horse guys um, playing mm-hmm. in the sevens, the sevens and maybe sixes because I might go up and snag Cam Smith. I'm with you in the 10 K range. Nobody yep. else. I would, I, I might flirt with Colin Morikawa because I think he is disciplined and mentally tough enough to the point, obviously two majors and 24 years old to see how he finished last week and not mm-hmm. have a hangover. He, I got a feeling Colin Morikawa didn't have any hangovers in college, and I doubt he can take a hangover <laughs> I now. I think Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, all are guys that could potentially be just saying, what the fuck? You know, like that was mm-hmm. a missed opportunity. Um, and then to your point about Cam Smith, I think he's playing so good that he won't allow that to happen, right? It's one of those – uh, this is a burden. This is a, a responsibility, a burden I have to care. So I, I would, I would take, I would take Russell Henley up there. That's about as high as I'm going to go this week. Okay. And look, Russell, you're not wrong. Russell Henley does rate out um, number two in this model right now, the way we have it set with this, with the standing, uh, the standings with the stats. Uh, so this is a good spot for Russell Henley, according to the math. Um, the same thing. It is a good spot for Adam Hadwin. Um, he's ranking out top in the model right now, but, at 7,600, he's showing up as just one of the most chalky guys on the slate. Him and Shane Lowry are both above 17% uh, projected ownership. So it's just way too much chalk for me to eat, even at that price. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, you know, other content providers uh, talking about Adam Hadwin this week. So um, for that reason, I'm just not going to touch him because I don't have enough confidence in Adam Hadwin that he's worth eating the chalk. Like, he, no, it, I, Adam I Hadwin doesn't, doesn't strike me like, uh, yeah, he has a chance to legitimately go out and win, which means I need to play him just in case he does. Like, Corey Connors, I, Corey Connors does for me, and I get your argument with um, with Henley as well that, that he could go out and win. Like, either one of them winning wouldn't surprise me, and if that's the case, then, yeah, the chalk at that point doesn't matter. You get the points, just like everyone else. You find your edge elsewhere. For the same reason I didn't get a starter jacket, everybody else had it. You know, I'm not going to play Adam Hadwin. Everybody else is talking about him. Um <laughs> And and I and I would be remiss if I didn't get my second little Sung JM's another one in the nine K range that I I could fall I could fall in love with. He ranks well mm-hmm. on the models. He ranks high on the right stats. Um, and he's another week to week guy. He did that a couple of years ago. We talked about him last week. You were big on him, and he was he, he was good through. to you early. He was very good to you early, and he held on and he played all four days and he did well. Yep. And I was kicking myself as soon as I saw him doing well. I said, 
mother. <laughs> but um, he's and Kograk he, came out on fire early. He faded a little bit, but you know we had he doesn't last week. Uh, Sung JM doesn't take any weeks off. So in no. the nine K range, we're talking Sung J. We're talking um, Russell Henley. Um, you're talking Corey Connors, and I endorse that, but I avoid it just because I've got a bone to pick with Corey. That's fine. Uh, so down in the, but, but then I mean here's here's the thing taking strokes gain home life and the fact that where this is in the schedule it does kind of get juicier the deeper you get into this field you know yes. you can you can kind of see this is we're going back to maybe the Valero or the Valspar that that post players feeling where I, I even said it I feel like these are the weeks that Joe shit the ragman breaks through. <laughs> Um, and for no other it reason is. than Rory's too busy working on his cut three iron for whatever major is coming up in the future. Tiger famously would quote unquote, use the players to get ready for Augusta. So in yeah. the 8k range, um, I, I, th- I would like to put a prediction on somewhere that somebody that you love in the 8k range, but I'm not going to go it out. I'm going to hold it, hold it to myself. Who do you like 8k? Uh, so, I mean, I'm not. So, admittedly, I've already built my my six man roster. Sure. And I'm not playing anyone in the 8K range just because okay. I, like the, I like the low 7K range too much, and I like having both Cameron Smith and Corey Connors up top of my lineup. So, this is more of a uh, I, I don't want to say stars and scrubs because I think the guys this week in that 7K range aren't necessarily scrubs. I think it's just um, price wise they are. Um, so, I, I it doesn't mean that I don't like anyone in the 8K range. I do like Alex Noren in the 8K range. He ranks out well. Um, the only one he doesn't rank out well, great in is fairways gained. Um, but like I said, I think that's going to be more dependent on, um, if that could be better this week than it is normal, because if some guys are spraying it around because they are feeling that hangover from the masters, uh, maybe he, maybe he bumps up and that, you know, the idea of those rankings a little bit. Um, so Alexander Norton, I don't mind. And, um, you know, a guy like Billy Horsher who did play well last week, might have another good shot here. I, I don't love it though, uh, but he uh, as far as the AK range goes, those would be the two guys that I would be looking at doing some more research into. So I'm 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 with you in the sense that I don't think I'm going to end up playing anybody from the AK range. Um, yeah. I thought you're I thought you were going to bite at Chris Kirk at eight eight thousand. <laughs> look, he's tempting because he's got a lot of green across his uh, yeah. his stats here. But then when you look a little closer, a lot of those green is you know. 40, Stuff 50, that's... 60 ranks. So they look better color wise than the number does. No, I, but so I'm with you where I'm not, I'm not actually playing anybody here. If I, you know, truth gun to my head, if I had to fade somebody, I'd be fading Billy Horschel pretty hard this week. Sure. Um, I understand that. It, it, but, but, uh, it's actually real quick. Let me put that down. Fade <laughs> Billy Ho. Um, but no, if I was going to play anybody this week, from the AK range, your boy, Alex Noren's one of them because of yep. the reasons you said, and also he's, he's top 10, he's seventh in par threes, 175 to 200. So there's yeah. the cherry on top. Um, another one that I would give us, I would give a look at, and I just think this is just kind of a gut check. If I had, again, if I had to play, but I'm not, it's Terrell Hatton. Um, okay. He was just, he was an interesting guy to watch last week. And then he had his snarky, snappy comments about how it's unfair at the masters Boo hoo! That's honest. That's honestly how anybody putt for the save his life on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and for him to talk about how, oh my God, you hit a good shot, and sometimes it doesn't work out. That's so unfair. That's golf. Oh, yeah, it? get the. What, F- is, what sport does he think he's playing? Croquet. <laughs> I just I have no time for that. Anybody? It's unfair. What yeah, was unfair? No, about, get like, out of here. Nothing's unfair about that. I'm genuinely like, listen. 
even when Shinnecock Hills made everybody look like a bunch of asses and they had to bring it. I, yeah. All I could think to myself was, is, does it suck? Yes. Is everybody still playing the same course? Yes. So for one day and one day only, if the groundskeepers didn't do their job or they did their job too well and the course is shitty or the course is too good and the scores are astronomical for one round, get off your ego, man. Like yeah. welcome to welcome to how the rest of us feel when we go play and we're challenged like that. Yeah. So you don't Tyrell get to Hatton, a superhero in the game for one day. Yeah, just get off get off it, buddy. And like you said, everyone's playing play the same conditions. And mo- look, there's, there's very rare cases to where like the first group goes out and they get hit with a monsoon or something compared to the afternoon yeah, group. I mean, and then, that's, it, and then the it works out the next day where it's flipped. But then, of course, yeah, the that's what they like, call it. They, sure, they talk it about happens. that. You get, you get the good draw, the bad draw. That what That's what happens. But that's not what he the, was talking about this week. He no, was just being a he's baby. Talking about just the, yeah, he's talking about the, <laughs> the course in general. Is Does it suit his game and all this kind of crap? And oh, sorry, it really, <laughs> It wouldn't bother me as much if he hadn't had shown his ass throughout the weekend. Yeah. If he would have, if he would have just played like John Rahm, um, I mean, he's fiery, but he, and, and by the way, Terrell Hatton, I think uh, whoever was playing with him Saturday or Sunday might've been Billy Ho uh, uh, said, I forget actually, yeah. actually said in an interview, like, nah, it's fine. Like he's one of those guys. He's like, we were chatting away the rest of the time. He's like, he gets fired up out there. And then he just immediately, like immediately, boop, that's yeah. over. I'm done. I can't do that. Like I have to nope. stay. And you, you see guys like Scotty Scheffler, who was just in that kind of zombie mode. Terrell Hatton can fly, fly hot and come down. Um, and people would say, oh, didn't do it very well this week. No, he had, a, he had an off week, okay? But look him around the world. He's a pretty good golfer. Well, he still works for him, too. So it's not, he, right, just, he, right. he had like an off look. It look, just he, pisses, he did it not pisses look me good off that Sunday, he uses that. But... Yeah. If he wouldn't have shown his rear end, then I can take his unfair comments. If he would have played quietly and been like, I don't know, man, it's just tough for me out there. It feels unfair. Sometimes you hit good shots. I get it, but you were throwing a tantrum. So off with your head, you don't get to be played by anybody, but Alex (laughs) Noren, I endorse Um, Billy Ho. See you later. And then uh, Kevin Kisner is going to be chalky because I think he's going to be chalky until he doesn't make a cut or finish top 10. And he did. And and he played, and he played Sunday with tiger. So I think everybody's going to just have his, subconsciously on the brain percent ownership right now. So not too, not too chalky. I, I, I wouldn't sleep on Kevin Kisner this week. I, and I keep going back to the Georgia connection and not because go dogs, although go dogs, <laughs> but um, that area, Hilton head, sea Island, South, you know, South Georgia, South Carolina, um, that coast from Ponte Vedra, Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra up to Hilton head in Charleston, mm-hmm. the pro golfers Haven. I mean, that that's probably second, only to Jupiter in the sense of concentration of pro golfers. And there's probably more in that area, uh, just not the big names. They all play down in Jupiter. Well, and uh, Kiz, Kiz does historically play Pete Dye courses fairly well and consistently well. Because he's, so, he he's a ball striker. Not a ball striker. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. Well, he is a ball striker. Yeah, he's a ball he, striker, yeah. He, he, he's a target golfer. He yes. knows that he's, he's not a bomber, so all he does is pick numbers and targets and he, do and he can and he can put Rolling the ball right in. where he wants to, and that's oh, it's all about whether he picked the right strategy weekend for that specific course that week, and the conditions happen to work in his favor. All right, you've been waiting all night and morning <laughs> to talk about your seven K picks. Yeah, look, these seven K, the seven K ranges is just like I said. So you got you know higher up in the seven Ks, you got your Adam Hadwin, who is I'm not playing, but he like I said, he's ranking out top in the model. So like there's some juice down here. He's just too highly highly owned for me, at least at this point. Um I do like so I didn't I'm not playing him in my lineup. He didn't make my lineup just because he was like I think a hundred or two hundred dollars off my final spot. 
Uh, but someone like Tom Hoagie comes out ranking nice for me. He's uh, going to be lower owned. And look, he's been playing fairly well this year. Um, actually, he's a little higher owned than I expected him to be. He's actually 15% higher owned. Uh, That's because the Hoagie won. The Hoagie broke The Hoagie broke through. He's going yep. to be a name. But so he's someone I've liked just in general this year. Um, tournament Russ in tournament. He finished 39th. Uh, so Russell Knox is the first place I go. 7,300 Russell Knox. Another uh, dog, another Georgia. Model, playing him. And then another guy whose name I don't often say, and it, it terrifies me to say his name, but it just feels like a week where he could sneak through and finish well here is a Mr. JJ Spawn at 7,300. He comes After- in top 50 in all the key stats, including uh, top 25 and four of them, and top 10 in both greens and regulations and fairway gained. So and I he like one. Yeah, he did, which I, I completely forgot that he wanted the Valero. Like, I just it just kind of glossed. That's because every, that's because that's because everybody everybody was already in Augusta. Like, exactly. As soon as as soon as, as Tiger tweeted, "I'm in my plane on my way to Augusta. Yeah, we'll see how it goes." Turned. Yeah, it was like the tournament was over. You could tell the PGA Tour communications department was like, "Really, Team Tiger? You couldn't have held that off for a couple hours." But so he yeah. did that, but then he also quietly finished T23 at the Masters this past week. He finished T27 at Valspar as well. So, I mean, yeah. his last three appearances, you know, he's playing pretty – he's in pretty good form right now, and he's got a uh, – like I said, a good history at this specific course, I believe. Um, so it's a he's an every-other-year kind of guy. He's an every-other-year kind of guy when it comes to making the cut, and this is a year where he would make the cut if you want to go by that superstition. But I like J.J. Spawn to, to wrap it all up nicely with a bow on it. You like JJ Spawn, just you, just for this week. He's you like, are the you not are a guy the, I can ever confidently. Play you are life. the founding member of the JJ Spawn fan club of New Hampshire. Uh, look, I'm getting the guest pass to the JJ Spawn uh, fan club. This kind of like when you get, you go and you pay the forty bucks for like the you know the the first club pa- the uh, first class club. Uh, yes, at the airport. Like that's what I'm doing with JJ Spawn this week. I don't want to be part of. I don't want to commit to the fan club, but I'm gonna I'm gonna taste test it out this week take a little taste i will say it's 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 a spoiled treat uh, but once you go into those clubs and stuff it's like wait a minute yeah it's worth it for every once in what a while especially if what you am i long... doing going into hudson news getting skittles when i could be doing this <laughs> Hudson News. as someone who spends oh a lot God. of time in airports i've gotten way too i did it, it, <laughs> I, I did in a former life I, I i used to work with schools in uh California, Georgia, and Vermont. So yeah, I was on the road a little bit. <laughs> Hudson News. Um, I'll tell you what. I I uh, I'll see your whatever you just said. Knox and Spawn. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna me, see give me two your, of your guys down here. I'm gonna I'm gonna see your Russell Knox. I'm gonna meet you at Russell Knox. First of all, yeah. ownership. People are sleeping on him. Yeah. Um, and and again, I keep going back to this Georgia connection. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I know we're in Hilton Head. I know it's in South Carolina, so quit adding sure. me. I was a world geography teacher, humble flex. <laughs> um, but it's those it's those guys, and they spend a lot of time down there together. So Russell Knox, I'm big. Most again, he's also where's he at ball striking? He's up there on ball striking. Yeah, uh, top ten ball striking. He's up there in my par threes. He's top ten in my par threes. And his ownership is going to be low again. I don't know why people are sleeping on him. He's so. top twenty five in everything except for putting. At least according to my model here. 
and I mean, it's your your model, so I think that's the, <laughs> that's the most but, important thing. But I think we it seems like we do agree on Russell Knox. It's someone that you've liked in the past this year. You've you've brought up his name a few times this season. So far. I'm a loyal I'm a loyal dog. And Mido Pereira, Mido Pereira is this. Uh, he mm-hmm. might win this week. He's the he's the name. He will Ownership eventually. Flow. He will he's eventually. Going, he's going to he, eventually. Yes. He's been a popular pick recently, and again with the rest of the world kind of sleeping. The way that I equate this week, it's almost like the same, the same audience uh, or population of golfers who might win at the Punta Cana yep. when it's you know when everybody else is playing in a WGC sure. or you know like or the John Deere whenever when everybody else is playing in something else although the John Deere is a standalone event, yeah, uh, but whatever there is mean, that yeah. <laughs> yeah an opposite field event yeah th- this is one of those anytime we have a post major event. Look for an opposite field winner. Write yeah. it down. Mark it here. You're not, you're not wrong, though. That's why, I mean, we are. I mean, if you look at the guys we're talking about, we're avoiding it. Like, you may not notice it because the guys we're talking about, Justin Thomas is in this tournament, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, Daniel Berger, like the, Jordan Spieth. There's some big names in this tournament that we're just not talking about. And I think you... because we know, like you just said, we know watching this that this is one of those tournaments where like weird stuff happens. Speaking of weird stuff, sorry, I just pulled this towel up out of yeah, nowhere. Was, like I, my face. <laughs> I spilled, I spilled my, I spilled my coffee, my beverage oh, on geez. me, and so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna try to quietly, and then all of a sudden, I'll sit in front of a computer, and uh, a towel just comes out of nowhere. It looks rough. <laughs> um, Ricky Fowler at seven k. Okay. I, well, that at that price, a name that price, it's kind of like when you see Bubba Watson out there for sixty eight hundred every once in a blue moon. You're like, wait, what? And I'll, I don't know if he even like where he ranks on any of the. I just saw that name down there because you were talking about. I hate. Yeah, I hate to say it. I think Fowler is a bit more used to this price range than than you're thinking. I know. I know. I know, I know he telling, is. Because would it shock you if I told you that ranking out in this model, he ranks out 105th? What happened? I and that's why I just wanted to bring him up to say what yeah. happened. Because you're, but I get you. Sometimes you just see, like, you can scroll down this list, and sometimes you're like a uh, someone like a Brant Snedeker. You're like, well, wait a minute, he was good a few years ago. What's he doing down here in the six K? Oh, what did I just click on? McAfee. Okay, um, like, like every now and then you do see like a Charles Swartzel who was just uh, just very active Carl. in the Masters. Like he's down here in the in the six K range. So I get it. Every now and then you see a name that catches you off guard in these price ranges. All sometimes right, speaking of price ranges. For no no well, that's what i'm saying it's like yeah, i wouldn't yeah. take ricky down there my question was have like where thank you my, my question was really like where does he rank on your models yeah. because like he is getting a little familiar down here and yes. if we were so if we're talking ricky 7k at a place like the waste management where you can almost get some nostalgia going or even the oh, players yeah. where he's won before um i i would love the the game is better when ricky's playing well uh, same yes. thing with Matty Wolf. I don't know if you saw that little tantrum he threw, and then he broke I his. Did not see that. How he was four. That? He was like four over through the first four. It was four over through the first three or something like that, and then he I snapped knew he didn't his. Have a good start, but... yeah, and then he snapped his club across his 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 foot or leg or whatever after the par three, whatever in the front side. It was not a good look. But and do you have anybody in that six k range? You were really salivating about seven k guys. Um, in many so, ways, so uh, let me see. <laughs> let me see here because I did I did not play anyone in the six K range, but let me. Okay. Um, someone someone who might be worth taking a look at is a Joel Dahman, uh, ranking twenty, ranking out twenty fifth in the model. Um, you know he he's kind of middle of the pack on a lot of these key stats, right around that the twenty five to to forty range. 
Um, so he, he could be someone who could break through with a cut, maybe a top 30 finish. Um, so someone like Joel Dahman and then maybe, a, uh, let me see here, a Nick Taylor down here as well at 6,600, ranking out 28th. Um, really good hit in the greens and regulations. He's got, you know, three top 30 rankings in these. So he's a good ball striker, good on Pete Dye courses. Um, so someone like a Nick Taylor, 6,600 could actually be, if you really wanted to take a shot on one of these uh, more expensive guys at the top, these more well-known names who maybe you don't believe is going to have a hangover here and just going to show up and destroy the field. Like that's somewhere you could go, I think, um, in Nick Taylor for sure. And I actually might take a shot at somebody down here in the 6K range. Uh, I like the Nick Taylor call, especially because it was a name that I didn't have in front of me. Well, you get down to the 6K range and it's, I mean, there, people it's are a lot. It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot. Uh, I wanted to see on the, on our model, our model, where my boy Hudson Swafford ranks. Which he's, he's down here. He's down there. Well, in the, but I mean, price range wise, he's down here in price range wise. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's he's 35th, he ranks out 34. 34, 34th on the model. And see, that's, and again, I go back to familiarity. He's from Sea mm-hmm. Island, Georgia, which is down the coast a little ways. Um, but he's from that area. He's from the Southeast. He's super, super familiar with this course. Well, and he knows and, Pete Dye courses in general, too. He's ranking out fifth on strokes gained, Pete right. Dye in general. So right. that's, that's not a bad shout at that price at all. And that's, and, and it's Hudson Swafford who brings Cameron Smith back into play for, 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 oh, definitely. for, yeah. for me this week. Um, I like Nick Taylor. I didn't see that out there. Where's Swafford? Two percent ownership right now. Swafford. Yeah, well, that's that's it. Harry Higgs, one twenty six. <laughs> I just I like that he did well day one at the Masters and that he made the cut. I want Harry Higgs. I Every, want him to be. Everybody better. was talking about him after day one. I felt I feel like maybe not everybody. Maybe that's. But I feel like there was a maybe just the way the algorithm of my Twitter feed works. I was, I felt like I was seeing a lot of Harry Higgs conversations on Twitter. It, after well, he's one. just, he's just a hit anyways out there. He's, yeah. he's a, he's a freaking gem I'm trying to go from bottom top to bottom. So anyways, down in the six K range, I would take a swing at Hudson to bring somebody else back into play. Um, somebody else that's down here. I just, I just freaking saw them. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? You know, I had him in mind too. Uh, I don't Real quick. Think- a lot of guys down here. <laughs> there are a lot, a lot of guys. Uh, Adam Svensson. Adam Svensson. I almost Adam guess that's Svensson. who you're looking at too, actually, because he does rank out pretty well this week, actually. Yeah, I know. I just thought that was a that was a nice name to see right there. I was trying to pronounce it, but Doc Redman. Well, Doc Redman's oh, who yeah. I was actually trying to find because, again, sticking to my theme, he's a Clemson guy. Clemson, South yep. Carolina is not too far away. Guarantee you they played some tournaments down there. Um, where is he on the Pete Dye courses here? Where'd you put him? Uh, he's pretty, I just had, hold on, I just switched it up, uh, but I know he was Doc Redman 17th on Pete Dye courses. Yeah. So just, so just for the hell of it here, just cause we're going to go on the stat, just on this, this theory of yours here, I'm going to quickly give you the top 10 names on Pete Dye courses. And I, I'll tell you right now, three of them are in my lineup this week in Corey Connors, uh, Seth Strzokka and Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith actually ranks at number one on Pete Dye courses this yeah. week. So uh, but we got Smith, we got Kisner, we got Hadwin, we got Straka. Uh, Pat Kazire comes in at number five, tied with Hudson Swafford on on die courses. Uh, plus, we got Dustin Johnson, Henley, and Hoagie uh, rounding out in seven. And then Lowry, Connors, Berger, Hatton, and Eric Van Royen rounding out the top, you know, tied for 10th on Pete Dye courses. So Van Royen's a birdie machine, too. And he yes. had a rough he had a rough week after a great Wednesday. There were pictures of him and his little kid. And it was like, oh, I know. I saw those, yeah. Par three. Par three had uh, par three course was one of those. Or it was one of those. I'm not crying. You're crying. Seth yeah. Straka. 
So it's funny. Did you immediately, did you pull these up on purpose to point out how many dogs are in that top 10? On P- for P-Tai courses? Yeah. Yeah, I pulled, yeah. I pulled up because crazy. I, we, we were talking about I said, let's take a look at that specifically. Yeah. And I am playing Step Strzok in my lineup this week. The price works out. I, I like what I see across all the stats. He ranks out good in greens and regulations, uh, P-Tai courses, and putting. And the, that key one you said, once I added in the par three, uh, at those distances and Russell um, Henley there top 15 there. And yeah, Henley's up there. Yeah. Well. So there we go. Strokes gained home life or the off course or whatever you want to call it. This buds for you. You heard it here first. Take your sec, your Southeastern. Um, I don't mean Southeastern conference. I mean, South sec is in Southeastern conference. Yeah, yeah. Then your Southeastern United States in general, anybody who played golf down there, um, excluding South Florida, think about coastal, um, think about like coastal Carolina on down to Jacksonville yeah. there back to you in the studio. Yeah, no, but I think you hit it on the head there. That's definitely uh, it's a good place to start if you want to find one specific stat to start on to kind of start building your player pool. It's a good one if you want to build like you know a top twenty-five just based on that, and then kind of break it down from there. It's not a bad, not a bad place to start. There's some good names to build off of in there. Uh, Actually, in fact, going to going to play Pete Dye course in about a month out in nice. French Lake, Indiana. So I'll, I can't wait to report back after that one. Would love to hear that. Uh, It'd be, it'd be nice. I don't think I've ever played a Pete Dyko. I've not been lucky enough, but um, I'm sure that would be nice. Oh, they're hard. Well, I'm sure they are. They're on the pro tour mostly, so <laughs> they're meant to be hard. They're not. They're not the you know the the fifteen dollar uh, you know scrubs that I play. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I, I played. I was I was playing a Muni today. It's a Muni that's in good shape and everything. It's a it's a nice one in the area, especially. Um, but the game is the game. I mean, you put the ball in the hole and that's the problem too, though, is a lot of players will get on the first team and go, I want a Pete Dye golf course. No, you you need to hit a 250 yard draw on a golf course. (laughs) Yeah. You, 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 there's, there's a shot that needs to be hit. And especially when you're standing on the tee box, you're never going to get a better, better lie than that. So Pete Dye golf course. I like that. I like that, uh, that little stat of the week there. I was going to keep it plain Jane and simple, but I'm glad you, you helped me see the light with that. Cause yeah, right out there outside of the top 10 was my guy, doc Redmond sitting there at 17. Yep. So yeah, he's um, right there. So, there's, so some it, gem, there's some gems to be had this week. If you, if you look hard enough for sure. And I think we named a, a good handful for you all who are listening and watching us this week. Yeah. Uh, to get I think you through this tournament. Quick recap from my side. If you're going to go 10 K go with cam Smith. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we see eye to eye on cam Smith, Russell Henley, Alex Norin, Knox, and we met in the middle on Hudson. Yep, we did. Uh, so, Even, yeah, I'm just not playing him, but no. I might have to play him in another lineup now. And I agree I with you like that it. Corey Connors is probably going to win this thing, but I'm not going to play him because he yeah. cost me beer. And <laughs> and he's Canadian, so he's snobby about his beer. I'm That's just kidding. Fine. I don't know. Corey Connors <laughs> is probably the nicest guy on tour being Canadian, next to Tony. Of course. I've heard Tony's. Super yeah, nice on tour, which is why he got away with that sweater. Yes, yeah, and who I forget who was the guy who wore the the shorts. So not the, the um. Uh, All right, the, Gooch, Gooch. Thank you, God. I Taylor Gooch. Yeah, yeah. Who got hammered for that? Yeah, uh, he, he got he, he got hammered on Twitter. Apparently, you're right though. I I, I mean, like somebody walked out. I was like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's shorts. You're not meeting dress code. <laughs> this is Augusta. Um, Holy but gosh. yeah, so that that's gonna get you set for the the RBC uh, heritage this week. I did say that RBC, right? I, I keep wanting to say HBC for some reason. You know, if for anyone who works in the grocery industry, HBC is it's a it's a short 
term for certain aisles, uh, health, beauty, care. Um, so I, I see for RBC. The, I just people keep, in the biz. I just keep thinking HBC because it's just when I when I my my day job is I lay these stores out. So I, I think of that. So I apologize, but Repeat RBC after me, future former nine yeah, to five. Future no, I'm former just nine to five. Yes. Twenty twenty two RBC Heritage. You heard it here first. Your hangover picks coming to you from Divots and Pivots. Shouts like Belly that. Up Media. Picks. It's what it is, man. It's a, it's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a hangover kind of week, but you know, stay the course, pick one thing, do it well, and then come back for more. Yeah. And speaking of Belly Media, if you, if you haven't caught on, uh, big things happen in Belly. We we launched our live broadcast sports broadcasting kind of section of the of what we're doing here. So every two weeks is not strong. Every Monday night, you can catch us Monday night mayhem. Uh, for the NLFA, which is the North Louisiana Football Alliance, uh, we bring you live uh, live football uh, commentary, play by play, color, pre halftime and post show uh, for those games. So Monday nights seven thirty, and then game two is at nine o'clock. You can catch it on TikiLive.com dot com um, on Belly Up TV. And as Monday always, night football is not, not dead. It's not dead, not at all. And as, as always, if you're not watching us right now, Wednesdays ten a.m. Tiki Live, same place, Belly Up TV. That's the home for divots and pivots every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. So if you're here listening to us on podcast, appreciate it. If you want to see our faces, check out Tiki Live. We'd appreciate the support wherever you choose to support us. Find us on all of your podcast uh, servers, uh, just whatever you want to call them. I am uh, word vomiting right now. But thank you for joining us, divots and pivots. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.